Carefree Black Nerd is available on iTunes and SoundCloud and carefreeblacknerd.com. Please rate and review on iTunes, like, share, and comment on SoundCloud. Of course, let's keep this conversation going. Live tweet with me when you're listening to these episodes. Give me a quick little live tweet. Stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. Yeah, that's that. (laughs) Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about comics and related media and representation in them. I'm your host, Rain Coleman, and this issue covers Elijah Eli Bradley. Alright, um, Bradley, Bradley, this has been, uh, <laughs> the running theme for the Kierke Black Nerd Season 2 three-part finale, Isaiah Bradley, excuse me, Eli Bradley. This character is, um, I don't know, third in line, the third time's a charm. After we touched on relatives Isaiah Bradley, who was his grandfather, the original uh, Captain America, he we move on to his grandmother, Faith Bradley, his mother, Sarah Bradley, uh, and then his uncle, Josiah X, who we talked about during the last issue. Um, Isaiah Bradley, excuse me, Eli Bradley is Patriot, the Patriot. He is a Marvel Comics character created by writer Alan Heinberg and artist Jim Chung, and I'm sure I butchered that name, first appeared in the Young Avengers number one in April of 2005. Real name, Elijah Eli Bradley. He's an American, aliases go by Eli, Black Captain America, or Bucky. Um, team affiliations were the Young Avengers, legal status, of course, U.S. citizen, no criminal record, and getting to his height, weight, and all that, he's 170 pounds, 5'9", bald head, of course, and brown eyes. The reason why his description is so important is because in this long line of super soldier Captain America lineage family history, he is the one character who is not some massive overgrown black male he's a young boy who looks like it 5'9 170 pounds um they couldn't give him any hair i guess as a black boy in comics he has this signature bald head um again so his relatives of course grandfather isaiah bradley his uh, grandmother faith bradley isaiah's uh wife his mother sarah bradley and his uncle josiah x now He's a skilled, self-taught street fighter, which that works in his favor. His powers. He has all of the abilities of the super soldier serum-infused family that he comes from. Um, Peak human strength, speed, agility, endurance, and hearing. Additionally, he carries the Captain America shield, the original one with the triangles, and um, throwing stars, which is... (laughs) <laughs> something new to this uh, line of characters but a black boy with throwing stars that's pretty cool now um he was born into the Bradley family and a descendant from Isaiah of course he grew up on stories about his grandfather about the heroic exploits of him during the war which we all heard two issues ago um his mother Sarah Gale was born before Isaiah's uh excuse me before Isaiah the grandfather was made a super soldier so because of this sarah who is a regular baseline human gave birth to eli and his two siblings and they are normal humans as well um 
Eli was very not starstruck. He was in, he was very proud of his grandfather and all the stories he heard. But as we open up chronologically, Eli's story is at the tail end of Isaiah's story. So where he was this powerhouse to be reckoned with, this staple in the black community, this figurehead in the black superhuman superhuman community, he's now suffering from Alzheimer's. So when Eli was small, he was bullied, of course, because he was he was a small kid and he was a, you know, like a wiry love geek, nerd, whatever you want to call it. Um, and he was bullied as a result of that. And that's sad. So that's one thing I like about this character, because he's not just a carbon copy or a repeat of his uncle and his grandfather. He has a story that sets him apart, albeit not a fantastic story the young guy getting bullied and becoming this superhuman powerhouse like that happens but it's good to see this happening with this young black boy because we don't have that I can recall many instances where you have these young black boys and girls getting bullied and then gaining this power and overcoming circumstance it's always the Peter Parkers of the world but um so when his family moved away Eli decided to stay behind and live with his uh, with his grandparents. He wanted to finish school there and be close to his grandfather. Now, his grandfather, of course, was suffering from Alzheimer's, and he wasn't talking much. He was pretty much mute. Uh, Eli took it upon himself to have his grandfather with him as much as possible. They'd go to the store, they'd hang out, sit around, tell stories and whatever. Well, one fateful day, when they're on their way back from the store, a local gang belittled his granddad and roughed him up. Now, <laughs> that's not funny, but that's such a strange thing. I find that, uh, and I know it happens in the world. Old, older, elderly people are assaulted, but to use that as a plot device, it almost feels like a Peter Parker story where it's great power becomes great responsibility and all that jazz. It's like you have this young boy who can't take care of his elderly grandparent which is something we all want to do take care of our parents and grandparents and ancestors and whatnot well eli felt bad because he was he felt like he was powerless to defend his granddad this uh, <laughs> from this random local get local game so since he wasn't able to and he felt so angry and powerless this is when um out of the blue two mgh sellers approached eli offering him super strength super speed at an affordable price now let's back that up a little bit mgh mgh in the marvel universe is a drug the mutant growth hormone and it gives the person um superhuman abilities and with this being something that's sold something that's canon something that's around i wonder and if you're out there and you have an answer for me please tweet me carefree blurred email me carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com use the hashtag cbnpop is MGH being used by baseline humans does that in turn make you a mutant um, and my logic behind that is once this is in your system it's a drug in your system um, I'm, I believe you can like rehab out of it like you can get the, the effects and the drug out of your system but are you now classified as a mutant and if not it's like you're siphoning off the thing the powerful thing that's popular about mutants while not having to rank, 
um, maintain that identity, which hits close to home because most of the time when we're watching TV and we're watching stuff on social media and these small videos and everything pop culture, it comes from black people where you can siphon off the talents of black people, repackage it and call it your own, make money off of it, but never give back to this community. So, of course, black people's talents are popular, but black people aren't. And that's what that says to me and you could say it's too deep or whatever but comic books are art and art is meant to be dissected and chopped up and you know it, it internalized and whatever else but I just can't shake that <clears throat> issue that how are these people taking this mutant growth hormone and reaping the benefits of the mutant growth hormone but not dealing with the stigma that mutants get from being like the trash group of minorities in the Marvel Universe it just makes no sense to me and it's something that even though this is a black person being um, using this mutant growth hormone black, white, Hispanic Asian, blue, green, purple whatever, it still just feels like they're getting slighted and it feels very close to home for me So, but I digress So <laughs> he gets approached by these MGH sellers dealers actually and they offer him all this at an affordable price. Now, I couldn't find out how he paid for this. Like, if it was cash, if it was... Like, I, I just didn't find it at all. So, if you know, again, hit me up and let me know. Um, but they came after him, offered him this drug. He was like, look, I can't, you know, protect my granddad. I'm pissed off. And it's kind of a <clears throat> sad situation because you have this young boy who's living with his grandparents to finish out school. And because of this local gang attacking his grandfather it's like he's made to feel so much less than like looking at this as being something that actually happens like your esteem has to probably drop some and you have to have this anger like if I was out with my grandparents and somebody I guess without a gun was just like harassing them and there was nothing that I physically could do to stop it I'd be pissed i'd be mad i'd be angry i'd probably go through all the different stages of grief so i can see how this black boy is turning to this drug to feel like he's more in control um the funny thing about this is that the writer uh alan heinberg he said that in addressing bradley's drug use is that since I had personally, this is a quote, since I personally had a recent and regret, regrettable experience with steroids, steroids was, excuse me, steroid use was something that I wanted to write about. For better or for worse, Eli's race was never a factor in those storytelling decisions, and I hope that by the end of this arc, Eli's story will be an inspiring one to all of our readers. That, I'm going to take it as what he said is being true about Eli's race not being an issue, but I don't know, my issue is still, as it said before, mutants are the scum of the earth in this universe, but you can siphon off their powers and become this great, fantastic warrior who everyone loves, but you don't get the stigma of being a mutant. Like, race aside, I'm just more hung up on that. Well, he got this super strength, and <laughs> just like a motherfucker with new money, he went, <laughs> went back to the store, like, kind of sort of looking for the gang but not really but hoping that he ran into him uh reached for the pills so that he could take the pills and defend his grandfather but isaiah defended them so uh since the grandfather who's mute and got alzheimer's stood up and did the job that he'd been doing all this time eli realized that the myth and stories about his grandfather was true and he wanted to be just like dear old granddad he wanted to continue the family legacy um, and all of this was in Young Avengers Special Number 1. 
Now, Young Avengers is the team that Patriot ended up on, and I keep hearing such good things about Young Avengers. So much so that I want to read it myself. Well, I have a copy, not of the full Young Avengers run, but the Young Avengers, the Children's Crusade. And I started reading it, very much into it. The art is amazing. The story seems pretty good. Um, This is a book back from, I think, 2005-ish. So, spoiler alert if you haven't read it, but there's a lot going on. And I've only made it to the first two issues. And I'm slowly skimming my way through it. And I'm very, uh, very excited to see Eli in this book. Only thing that made me stop is because this this particular arc, The Children's Crusade, is focused on Wiccan and Speed, who are the grandchildren of Magneto and the children of the Scarlet Witch. And Eli's in there, but he doesn't seem to play a centered role. So I'm not... I, I wanted to bring it up because I do have the copy in hand, but I think I need to get the rest of the run to get the full effect of Patriot and what his role was. Um, but yeah, so we're going to take a quick little break and be back to you after the, what is it that John says? After the flip. <laughs> hey, man. I, I'm going to be the captain of the Queen Mary, man. Hey, man, I'm going to sell that bad boy around the world, man. I ain't coming back, man. I can sell that bad boy down Jefferson Avenue, man. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do, man. Man, you can't do that. That mother's 20 blocks long and half as wide. You couldn't fit that mother through with a crowbar. I know I see. Yes, I can, man. Hey, man, yes, I can. Hey, I'm the captain, man. Yes, I can. I'm the captain. Yes, I can, man. Oh, man. I can. You're the captain, crazy. You're the captain. I have to say, now that I've thought about it, I do actually have a very, very very big issue with the way that this character was handled because <laughs> I sat with it for a minute and I'm like okay I can have the issue of the drugs and everything being um, getting the powers of the mutants but not actually retaining the identity of a mutant which puts you in the minority but overall we have this young kid this young black kid who has to use these drugs in order to get this power that his grandfather and his uncle have even though he is a baseline human I'm thinking for as many different ways as you have to get power Peter Parker bit by a spider mutants being born with it Luke Cage being experimented on this boy had to take drugs and like I said I sat with it and the statement from the writer about it hoping that the race didn't play a factor or whatever is now a bunch of bullshit to me because this young boy i'm thinking he's maybe between 13 and 16 years old but having to resort to steroids in order to beef up and get this superhuman ability is just lazy you know you have so many different ways fantastic way hell he could have just opened a window and it rained nuclear waste or something it could have been any other number of ways um, 
ultimately, spoiler alert, he does retain these powers through a blood transfusion from his grandfather, but even still, for him to get his start taking performance-enhancing drugs, I don't know. I'm not for it. So, so anyways, um, jumping back in, for a few years after um, he received the pills, the MGH, they were unused until King the Conqueror, disguised as Iron Lad, sought out um, Eli's uncle Josiah. He saw the opportunity to be a hero like his granddad and returned to the mutant growth hormone to provide him with temporary superpowers and continue the Bradley family legacy. Now, he did all this dressed up in this costume um, that was inspired by Captain America's partner, Bucky, but that's what, in some research that I've done, it said that this is what happened. Then in others, it's like, no, this is just a nod to his grandfather. But it's, I don't know, it's all over the place. I refuse. I choose to believe that it's just taken from his grandfather because Bucky and Captain America have no significance in this boy's life. It's his grandfather and his uncle. So, whatever. So, um, in Young Avengers is where a lot of his story takes place. And, um, he... Him and his teammates, the Young Avengers, including Hawkling, uh, the shape-shifting heir to the Captain Marvel of the Kree and the Skrull, Skrull Princess, <laughs> um, he he goes and tries to save them, and whatever it comes, to this whole big thing, and that's what the majority of Young Avengers is. Um, but the important part in all of this is not the adventures they went on, but it's that. Eli had lied about the nature of his powers and he had been training with the team and whatnot. And so once they went out in their first outing and it was very successful, they saved all these people from an apartment fire. The press got hold of the pictures of um, the Young Avengers, gave them their name, kind of praised them. And this, to me, always falls back on the mutants. It's like the thing where you're probably saying, why are you always bringing up mutants when you're talking about these people? What's the same thing with race? Why is it always about race? Because the world is about race. In this universe that we are existing in, the Marvel Universe, when mutants are around, they aren't a part of an alternate reality, conversations are often going to fall back on mutants. These young kids are out with their little superpowers and their talent saving the world doing all the things that mutants do but these kids are not being chastised or penalized by anyone but the avengers themselves that's an issue for me because again what makes them so different from generation x the new mutants x-men x-force x-factor uh cable and x-men wolverine and x-men like nothing makes them different you know as far as uh, uh um a person on the street living in New York, superpower people are superpower people hands down. You don't know that Captain America is not like Wolverine. You don't know that She-Hulk is not like Storm. You know, like there's no reason that you would you would be able to tell the difference as an average human living in New York hating mutants. So I thought that was just so strange. So um once it was found out that he was taking these drugs by Wiccan it was like kind of held a secret it was like oh no you know I can't believe you're taking these performance enhancing drugs which is another thing which is like everybody else has all this talent naturally or through you know some other way and Eli has to get his through drugs and then even then when he get his through drugs it's like no one says anything about um 
characters who get these super suits or inherit this technology from um, from their parent or their uncle or whoever and it gives them these abilities he's essentially doing the same thing I hate that it had to be through drugs but it's like what makes this different from Hank Pym's daughter you know Ant-Man oh god so uh, the Young Avengers were tracked down by Captain America and Iron Man who tried to disband their team but they were unsuccessful of course because these knucklehead kids uh, they were soon joined by both Kate Bishop Cassie Lang uh, the daughter of Ant-Man and uh, the team was confronted by the Elder Kang that was in Young Avengers Volume 1 Number 3 um, they battled Elder Kang and the threat ended the Younger Kang and his Elder Self traveled back to the future this was in Young Avengers Volume 1 Numbers 4 and 6 well 4, 5 and 6 the team then briefly disbanded for several weeks after they were threatened by Captain America and Iron Man so these grown folks is attacking these kids which is so played out you get these stories where these adults are like oh we're the super powered individuals you can't do this you're just a kid well you were a kid before as well like it's I guess it's speaking to the disconnect between generations but it's like ah, uh, we keep hearing this I believe this is the same thing that happened with the champions um, when uh, Ms. Marvel and Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Cyclops, and Viv Vision, and all of them. I guess the same thing. But they, however, got fed up with the way that the Avengers were destroying New York while saving it, and went off to do their own thing. So, slightly different, but it's the same thing. This older generation losing touch of how they were as kids. So, I mean, I guess that speaks to really anyone, be it old or young. But it's a, a good plot device to have, but it's like... Can I get another young super team where this isn't what they're going through? Um, so again, after five or six weeks of inactivity, Kate Bishop used her family's money to get the Young Avengers a new lair, and they resumed being the Young Avengers. Um, while Eli's grandmother didn't know anything about this, <clears throat> his grandfather did, and he was so happy and overcome with emotion that he cried and cried and praised his grandson. So this uh, this act convinced Eli to be c continue being a superhero. He was injecting himself with MGH, which, again, Wiccan stumbled upon him. Then he was forced to confess the true natures of his powers. Um... The use of the drug had left him violent and angry, and so he had to be calmed down by Wiccan's magic, which, again, is just part of the story, but this angry black guy using these drugs is, like, weaned off of them and becomes violent and irrational, and then this white savior has to come in and use his magical whiteness in order to calm him down. It's just like, ugh, this is played. This is tired. And then why is it Wiccan with this magnificent white privilege magic you know going all about taking care of this crazy angry black man when if his grandfather was his motivation behind doing all these things why couldn't that come into play like i, I don't know for me there's a disconnect there i'm sure the storyline is great reading it i would imagine if you've read it please tweet me let me know how you feel but i don't I don't know. That just doesn't sit well with me. So after uh, Mr. White Privilege used his magic, <laughs> uh, Eli woke up recovering in Avengers Tower with his body now purged of the drug. He finally confessed about his use of the drug and lying to the team. Um, and then he quit. <clears throat> now the team without him was nothing. So they disbanded and Captain America 
was happy because he's a sourpuss who wanted these kids not to have any fun. Um, then it says that a couple weeks later, Eli, being this baseline human, pulled back into a fight after watching Hulkling get captured by the Super Scroll. This was in Young Avengers Volume 1, Number 9. Uh, the resulting battle found him pulled into a conflict involving Alien Kree, which is... Uh, side note, going to be like, I think the villains of the Captain Marvel movie in 2019, so be looking out for that. Um, so the team also expanded to include Speed, who is the twin brother to Wiccan, and they are the twin children of the Scarlet Witch and the twin grandchildren of Magneto. Um, a new version of Vision was included, and Eli ultimately sacrificed himself to save Cap and was severely injured. Why is this boy saving this strong, fully capable-ass white man? Like, that's... I don't know, whatever. Eli's life was ultimately saved due to a blood transfusion with his granddad, which also finally granted him the superpowers he had always wanted. With the blessing of the Avengers, they continued to operate as the Young Avengers. This is in Young Avengers, Volume 1, Number 12. And, I don't know, I mean... I hate to be so hard on it not having read this, but all my research I'm coming up with the same the same story. And it's just like, ugh, who are you? Why is this young black boy sacrificing himself for this white man? Why does he have to be stayed with the, by the white privilege magic? Why is he like this deviant who's using drugs to be on par with the rest of his white counterparts even though he's doing it in the name of his grandfather it's still just like I don't know I'm not really too into this but I like this character um Civil War during Civil War Eli opposed the uh, the Registration Act along with Captain America a uh, bunch of shit going on later he started a relationship with Hawkeye Kate Bishop um a lot of stuff that don't really don't really matter um I guess the one of the biggest things is that uh while Eli was trapped under debris Kate Bishop uh they shared their first kiss <clears throat> I mean I guess that's something but moving on the Children's Crusade which is the trade that I picked up Young Avengers Children's Crusade when the Young Avengers had to break out Wiccan from Avengers Jail to go find the Scarlet Witch to figure out if she actually caused the mutant dissemination in House of M or if she was being controlled by somebody. It seemed to me that it's a big old retcon. We'll see once I finish it. Um, like I said, I'm interested in it but it doesn't seem like he plays a huge role since this is centered around Wiccan speed and um, Scarlet Witch. So I'll get back to you probably in another issue when it comes to that. Um, not to give too many spoilers, and this isn't even for y'all. This is for myself because I went over looking up Eli and I found so much. And I'm like, damn, this is being spoiled for me before I can even read The Children's Crusade. So... I'll just say a few quick things. Wiccan goes to jail, um, Avengers jail. The team comes to break him out. They find out about Magneto, and then they go off to find Scarlet Witch. Now, skipping ahead, <laughs> after some fight, Vision died. Uh, the traumatic events caused Eli to retire from the life of superheroing as he felt guilty that his decisions had prevented millions of mutants from regaining their powers and it led to the events that caused the death of Cassie and Vision. He was 
also moving away from his his grandparents and to go to Scottsdale to live with his mother. And that's the last we've heard of Eli. Um, this, of course, brings me back to this, I guess, is it his version of white guilt? Like, Eli apparently prevented millions of mutants from regaining their powers but he benefited so long off of said powers mutant powers so i don't it's a lot to unpack there and i'm thinking i'll probably do a follow-up issue to this particular character character season two two, three part part finale eli bradley because there's a um I'm not seeing too much of him, but I'm seeing a lot of him and the effects of being a Bradley and just the way that he had to go about getting his powers versus his uh, uncle and his grandfather. So I'm really interested in that. Um, With so much rich history behind him, I don't see why. Again, there isn't a Netflix series, there isn't a spinoff, there isn't a limited series focusing just on him or on the Bradleys or at least on his mother and his grandmother Faith and like the his um Josiah's his uncle's surrogate mother. Like give me give me more than this token black guy who is kinda in the shadow or living to be like his grandfather and I didn't find a lot on Josiah the uncle and Eli like I didn't find a lot on them either so I'm hoping I've just skipped over some stuff but it's like because if there's nothing out there that has the three or at least the two of these guys together in any capacity that's kind of doing an injustice to the character and to the Bradley name Bradley should be on par with the Summers they should be iconic like that. It should be like, oh God, for his grandfather to be such a figurehead in the black community and the superhero black community and to have made so many strides and then his uncle Josiah to come right behind and do so much great stuff in his own right. But in that same Bradley super soldier name, why aren't they? Oh man, I just... Give me an alternate universe where there's nothing but black people and their stories being told and make that a division of Marvel. Marvel's own milestone comics. Give me that. Because this character, I don't know. I don't know. Y'all, I'm having the same issue that I'm always having when it comes to these characters. It's like, what are you doing? You know, (laughs) that could be so much more. It could all be so simple. Um, I don't know. I guess hit me up if you've liked this three-part finale if you like this little three-part series on the black captain americas let me know how you feel if you like eli let me know if you didn't like him let me know if you want to hear more let me know um more importantly if you have any information on him or josiah or isaiah that i've missed or something interesting or some books that i need to read or you've spotted them in the marvel universe somewhere and i just have yet to see it bring it to my attention carefree blurred um on twitter carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com i i'm really interested to see because it's like this is black royalty i feel when it comes to the marvel universe and it's they're not being treated as such and that's that's a horrible thing so um we're going to end the conversation here via podcast to keep the conversation going elsewhere so be sure to tweet me at carefreeblurred at gmail.com that's the email (laughs) i'm all turned around 
Make sure to tweet me at carefreeblurred on Twitter. Use the hashtag CBNPod. Email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram, carefreeblacknerd. Um, yeah, drop me a line. Like a picture. Uh, comment. Share. Like. Uh, five-star review. Uh, <laughs> send me something. Um, and thank you. Thank you. This has been a great season. Two, I am... Hoping that going into season three, it'll be that much better. And then give me, drop me a line, let me know how you feel about this season as a whole. You've been listening since January. What what has been some ups, some downs, some good, some bads, or whatever? Let me know. Um, so thanks, guys. And until next season, I want you to stay carefree, stay nerdy, and stay geeky. All right.